Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf Meseches Kedushin is daf Lamed Zayin 37. We're beginning the third to last line on Lamed Vav Lamed Beis. We're going to have four sections in today's daf. The first section, we're going to quote a Mishnah that distinguishes between mitzvahs tluyus ba'aretz and not tluyus ba'aretz, and the Gemara will clarify for us what that means. The second section will analyze exactly what the machlokis is between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yezer and clarify his position. The third section will understand, based on the proof we brought to clarify Rabbi Yezer and the Mishnah's position, the debate Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva and the two versions of Rabbi Yishmael. And the fourth section will discuss the necessity of certain words once we've established the rule that mitzvahs shebeguf, that the mitzvahs that are not contingent on the land, are nohig even outside of Eretz Yisrael. So let's see the Mishnah now. Everybody look inside. We're holding Lamed Vav Mud Beis, three lines from the bottom of the page. So the Mishnah begins, bottom of Lamed Vav Mud Beis, Zaktehelige Mishnah, kol mitzvah shehi teluya ba'aretz, any mitzvah that is dependent on the land, and we'll clarify in the Gemara what that means. Eina noheges ele ba'aretz is only applicable in Eretz Yisrael. If it's not dependent on the land, it's even applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael. Says the Mishnah, top of Lamed Zayin and Aleph. Besides for the prohibition of Arlo, which is the first three years of a fruit tree, you're not allowed to eat its fruit, and the prohibition of Kilayim, which is the prohibition of uh, mixing different seeds when you plant. Now, the simple pshat we'd say is, even though those are Tzuluyus Ba'aretz, they're dependent on the land. We'll see in the Gemara. Nonetheless, they're also applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael. Rashi points out here, Arla is a halacha. We're going to see it's a halacha. And Kilayim is Midrabanan. We'll explain that on Dafla Mechesp as Zashem. Meaning why it's applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael. Rav Liazor Oimer Afa Chadash. Rav Liazor says also Chadash. Now we'll have two ways of understanding Rav Liazor in the Gemara. We'll clarify his position later as well. Chadash is the prohibition of eating new grains before the carbon Omer is brought on the 16th of Nisan. But we'll explain in the Gemara exactly how he's arguing in the second point of the day. But first, says the Gemara, What does it mean, dependent on the land and not dependent on the land? If you'll say, That Tuluya means where the Torah goes out of its way to say, When you enter the land. By those mitzvos, so they're only applicable in Eretz Yisrael and not outside. And then the ones that it doesn't say the word kisavai, those are applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael too. The problem is, we know tefillin and redemption of the firstborn donkey, which are mitzvahs that it says the word bia, it says when you'll enter, you'll do these mitzvahs. And nonetheless, it's applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael. Rashi points out, because we know the Amorim were ranked tefillin and bavel, so certainly these are mitzvahs applicable outside. Says the Gemara, it can't be that. That's what Taliyah and Natalia means. Kol haguf. It means like this. Not it means any mitzvah that is dependent on your body and not applicable to the land. I mean, it's not a mitzvah that's contingent on land. So those mitzvahs are applicable both in Eretz Yisrael as well as in Chutzla Aretz. Rashi gives a few examples. He says, for example, Tefillin, Avodas Kaychavim, Peter Chamor. All of these are examples that have nothing to do with the land, but are contingent on the individual. And those are applicable even in Chutz La'aretz. Chayvas Karka, Eina But if there's mitzvahs that are directly contingent on the land, as Rashi explains, 
for example, Trumas, Maestras, Chala, Lekechikhopeya, all these are examples of mitzvahs that are contingent on land. Those are only applicable in Eretz Yisrael and not in Chutzlaret. So says the Gemara Menani Mili. Well, where do we know from the Psukim a source that makes this distinction? Answers the Gemara, the Tanarabon, it's based on the following Brysa. The Brysa quotes the Pasuk of Parshas Re'eh. It says, Ela Achukim. Now the full Pasuk reads, Ela Achukim ha-mishpatem asher tishmerun la'asoiz ba'aretz. These are the uh, statutes and rulings that you should guard to keep, to perform in Eretz Yisrael. Asher nasan Hashem alakeha v'secha l'chala rishta that Hashem has given you as an inheritance. Kol ayavim all of the days asher atem chayim al ha'adamah that you live on the land. And we're going to point out, it says Ba'aretz, but it also says in the Pasuk at the end, more of an inclusive term, Kol Adama. So from this we'll deduce, there's two types of mitzvahs and the obligations that follow. Says the Gemara, These are the statutes, that refers to things that are darshan, that are expounded from the Pesukim. Vahamishpatim, what is Mishpatim? Elo Adinim, right? Dinim Mominus, they're called Mishpatim, monetary laws. Asher Tishmerun, Zu Mishnah. Tishmerun means learning the Mishnayis, the Halachas, says to perform. Zu Maisa, when we learn, we're supposed to learn in order to perform the mitzvahs. Now the Pasuk says Ba'aretz, in Eretz Yisrael. So Yachakala mitzvahs kolon la Yunai hagim ele Ba'aretz. You'd think only if to perform the mitzvahs, the Torah in Eretz Yisrael, but not outside of it. Talmud Loimar, therefore the end of the Pasuk says, as long as you're living on the earth. So the Gemara says, meaning even in Chutzlarts. Now, if it only said the end of the Pasuk, maybe all of the mitzvahs are applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael as well. Therefore, the Pasuk also says the word Ba'aretz, implying that there's some uniqueness of performance in Eretz Yisrael. So the the Brisa says, since there's an inclusion and an exclusion of Chutzlaretz, so you could deduce from the next Pasuk, based on what it says, that it ties back into the end of the last Pasuk that says, the inclusion of even in Chutzlaretz. What does the next Pasuk say? You shall surely destroy the places of Avaidazar that the guy worshipped there. And just as Avaidazara is something that's an obligation on the body, that's not directly related to land, it's something on the body. And as we're saying, that's where Kolayamim, which is the end of Pasuk Aleph, ties into Pasuk Bays. That's where there's a responsibility even outside of Eretz Yisrael. So that's where we learn that if it's a body-bound mitzvah and not a land-bound mitzvah, so then the responsibility is even in Chutz La'aretz. And by implication, we can deduce that if it's a land-bound mitzvah and not a mitzvah on the body, that it's only a responsibility in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutz La'aretz. Beautiful. So that's the Makar for the distinction we made in the Mishnah. Now, <laughs> moving on to the second section. The Mishnah told us that the Tanakhama says the only exception is Arlam Kilayim, that those are mitzvahs that are Tulias Ba'aretz, that they're dependent on the soil, on the ground, and yet they're also applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbi Yezir Aymer Af HaChadash. Rabbi Yezir says also when it comes to the mitzvah of Chadash, again, not consuming the new grains until the carbon Aymer is brought. Now there's two ways to interpret Rabbi Yezir, as we'll lay out right now. Yiboy Lehu. So the Gemara says, Chutz min arlev akilayim, Yiboy Lehu. The Gemara says, this is the Shaila. Rabbi Yezir lekula palig, is Rabbi Yezir being lenient? Or lechumra palig, or is he being strict? Now let's explain. Lechumra palig, he's being strict. 
Now this is what the Tanakama would then be saying in the Mishnah. That although other mitzvahs that are tzolius ba'aretz are only in Eretz Yisrael and not in chutz la'aretz, arla and kilayim are also applicable in chutz la'aretz. Why the hilchas agemiri la? It's halacha l'moshem yisina. Afal gav the ikel amemar chayves karka. He, despite the fact that it is a uh, obligation on the soil and the land, nonetheless, it's also applicable in chutz la'aretz. Afal chadash ba'aretz in be chutz la'aretz loy. But the Tanakama would say when it comes to chadash, there's no such halacha l'moshem yisina. And therefore, it's only applicable in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutz Laretz. My time, what will be the reasoning for the Tanakama? So really the question is, because it uses the word Maishav when it comes to Chadash. So Maishav seems to imply wherever you dwell. B'chol Maishav Maishav, meaning wherever, B'chol Maishav, meaning wherever you're dwelling, even outside of Eretz Yisrael. So the Tanakama says, when it says Maishav by Chadash, Maishav L'achar Yerushav Yeshiva Mashmi interprets it differently, which means that the ap- application of this mitzvah of Chadash is only after Yerusha and Yeshiva. There were 14 years where they settled and conquered the land and split up the land when they were in Gilgal before they moved the Mishkan to Mishkan Shiloh. And the point is, during those 14 years, there wasn't a mitzvah of Chadash. Only after that, that's what that would be what Moshev refers to, according to the Tanakhama, but it's only an obligation in Eretz Yisrael and not in Chutzlarts. On that, Foster Rabbi Yezer Lameimer, Rabbi Yezer is being machmir, he's coming to argue and say, Af chadash noeg bein ba'aretz bein b'chutz that chadash is also on top of the previously mentioned two, which is arlan kilayim, even chadash, also chadash, is applicable in chutz, in, 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 uh, chutz la'aretz. Why? My time, what's the reason? Because he interprets Moshev to not mean after Yerusha and Yeshiva, as opposed to being in Chutz La'aretz, but rather it means Bechol Makam Tem Yashvim. He says, no, actually Maishav means wherever you live. Even in Chutz La'aretz, there is a responsibility of the mitzvah of Chadash. So that's where Rabbi Yezer would argue L'Chumra. Or, or perhaps we have the second option. L'Kula Palak, Rabbi Yezer is actually being lenient. Tanakam is saying, Chutz Mina Arlavak Again, Arla and Kilayim are also applicable in Chutz La'aretz because it's Halacha L'Moshem Yisinai. The Kol Shekein Chadash, and certainly Chadash is applicable in Chutz La'aretz, the Moshev Kol Makam Shatem Yashvim Mashma. Because in this version we would say, Tanakhama says Moshev means wherever you're living. So there's a Pasuk, you don't even need Halacha L'Moshem Yisinai, there's a Mephorish Pasuk that it's applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael. For us, Rabbi Yezer Lameimar, and Rabbi Yezer would be arguing and saying, Chadash ena noyeg ela ba'aretz. Chadash is only applicable in Eretz Yisrael. The Moshev la'acha Yerushav Yeshiva mashma because Moshev only means after fourteen years, but it's only applicable in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutz La'aretz. My af, and why does Rabbi Yezer use the word af? Akamaisa. He's saying that just as the mitzvahs we mentioned earlier in the Mishnah that are tulius ba'aretz only applicable in Eretz Yisrael, not Chutz La'aretz. Also, Chadash is not applicable in Chutz La'aretz. It's going back on the beginning of the Mishnah, not on the words of Arla and Kilayim, because he would agree those are noheg in Chutz La'aretz as well, because it's Allah Moshe Misinai. So there's two ways to look at the opinions of the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yezer, and now the Gemara wants to prove, well, which way is the accurate way? So the Gemara says Tashma. Let's bring a Raya to prove which way Rabbi Yezer holds and also understand what the Tanakhama therefore holds. Now, in order to appreciate this next statement, Rabbi is going to quote a brisa, but we have to see, really, Rashi gives the background for this brisa. So let's just see. Tashmad, Amar Rabbi, Rabbi says, Man tam Who is the author, who is the Tanakama of our Mishnah that argues on Rabbi Eliezer? Rabbi Yishmael. It's the opinion of Rabbi Yishmael. Now we're going to go through Rashi before we see this, this brisa in order to appreciate what the brisa is saying. So Rashi says, Rashi says like this. It says in the parsha of Nesachim, of the libations that are brought 
in association with Karbanos in, in Parsha Shalach. Now the Pasuk tells us regarding the Nesachim, Ki savoyu el eretz When you come to the land of your dwelling and you bring a Karban, you bring Nesachim with it. Rabbi Yishmael learns <coughs> that So Rabbi Yishmael says like this, the Pasuk is telling us that when you enter Eretz Yisrael and you bring Karbanos in the Bamas Tzibor, meaning the Mizbeach, that uh, is designated for Karbanos Tzibor, that's where you're going to have to bring Nesachim. And he derives this because the Pasuk says, it means for plural, which is the Bama, the Mizbeach, that is for everybody. That's what it's referring to. And therefore, Yishmael deduces that when it says, it can't mean wherever you're living, which would imply that wherever you bring on private altars, you also have to bring Nesachim, because you could all, the Bama's Tzibor that we're saying where the Nesachim was brought, as the Pasuk is implying, is only in one place, wherever the Mishkan is, wherever it's meant to be. So therefore, how does he interpret Maisha, says Rabbi Ishmael? It's coming to teach us that even in the Bamas Gilgal, I mean, Gilgal was the first 14 years when they were in Eretz Yisrael, during the years, the 14 years of Kivush and Chiluk, the conquering and dividing up of Eretz Yisrael, the Chiddush is that during those 14 years, there was no Chiv of Nesachim. That's the Chiddush of the Pasuk. But when they came to Shiloh, after Yerusha and Yeshiva, the Mishkan was transferred there, then there was already an obligation of Nesachim. And then they continued bringing Nesachim for Karbanos, Tzibor, etc. Even after Shiloh was destroyed, it went to Gnov and Givon, etc. So meaning again, what comes at is, according to Rabbi Yishmael, is that the Pasuk, when it says Moishav, regarding Nesachim, is to tell us it's only, as the Pasuk implies, Lachem, when there is the... Meaning to say is like this, is that the Pasuk of Moshev does not mean Bechol Makoi, meaning which would imply that you even would bring Nesachim on private altars, but rather what it's saying is, since the Pasuk says, Asher Anu Lachem, plural, it has to be that the Karban, the Nesachim are only brought on the Bamas Tzibor, the Mizbeach, not private altars. So then what is the Pasuk of Moshev coming to teach us? The Rat Rav Yishmael says it must be, Moshev is teaching us, when it says Moshev, it's L'Acha Yerusha V'Yeshiva which is the alternative understanding of the word Moshev. Meaning, since we know it's only on public Mizbechos, and therefore when it says Moshev in the context of Nesachim, it must be saying, not Bechol Makom Shatem Yoshvim, wherever you live, which would imply that you could bring Nesachim on private altars as well, but rather it's to teach us after Yerusha and Yeshiva, i.e. there was no Nesachim brought even for public offerings when the Mizbech was in the Gilgal, only when it was moved to Shiloh after the 14 years of Yerusha of Yeshiva. That's the background of the Brisa. Back in the Gemara now. So Rabbi Ishmael is the one who argues under the Ezra of the Mishnah. Back as Abayi explains. The Tanya, as the Brisa says, L'lamdichar. So Rabbi Ishmael concludes and says, this teaches you, Shekol makam shenemar by Moshev. Wherever the Torah says the word Moshev means and when you settle the land, and then it says some sort of a mitzvah, So from here, Rabbi Yishmael says, is that the word Moshev in the Torah, in reference to a certain mitzvah, is after the 14 years of Yerusha and Yeshiva, but not to say, that it's applicable elsewhere, meaning outside of Eretz Yisrael. Now Rabbi Akiva argues, Rabbi Akiva actually holds, that the word Moshev is to say, and he brings a riot to this. And he actually would hold that private altars would also necessitate Nesachim. And then the emphasis of the Pasuk was, until now, before entering Eretz Yisrael, you didn't have private altars. But now that you have private altars during these 14 years of Yerusha and Yeshiva, now you're actually allowed to bring Karbanas there and bring Nesachim along with it. 
That's Rabbi Akiva's position. He argues in Rabbi Yishmos. Amr le Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva proves his position and says, Hare Shabbos, shen emar boy my Shabbos. I, by Shabbos, it uses the word my Shabbos also after you settle the land. And no heges, bein ba'aretz, bein mechutza la'aretz. So you see, even though it uses the word my Shabbos, it doesn't mean after Yerusha and Yeshiva. Rather, it must be, it means b'chol makam shatem yashvim. So by Nesachim, it should be the same thing. Even on private altars, it should be that there's a responsibility upon entering Eretz Yisrael to bring karbanos on the private altars and b'chol makam in any place you are as well. So Amar later, Bishmuel Sevakter Akiva, that's not a kasha because Shabbos mikal v'chaimer asya. Shabbos is deduced that it's applicable in chutz la'aretz based on a kal v'chaimer. Ma mitzvahs kalus nagos bein ba'aretz bein chutz la'aretz because if the lighter mitzvahs, the less significant mitzvahs, are applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael too, Shabbos chamir or like kol shekain. So certainly Shabbos will be applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael as well. Now we're going to analyze this machlekes more on Amud Beis. But for our purposes here, we're trying to bring a raya as to the understanding if Rabbi Yezer and our Mishnah is lahachmir or lahakel. So the Gemara says very clearly, The fact that Abaye says the one who argues Rabbi Yezer is Rabbi Yishmoel and he interprets the word Moshe by the Nesachim to mean after Yerusha and Yeshiva and not Bechol Makam Shatem Yashvim. So Shmamina, it must be that Rabbi Yezer is saying that it means Bechol Makam Shatem Yashvim. It would come out that since it used the word Moshe, by the case of Chadash, it would emerge that its an application is even outside of Eretz Yisrael. And Shmamina of the Yezer Lechumra, Palig, Shmamina, that's a good raya. The Yezer actually argues Lechumra, that whereas the Tanakhama says the word in our Mishnah, which is Rabbi Yishmoel, the word Moshev teaches us it's only after Yerusha and Yeshiva, but it's not applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael. And that's why he says only Arla and Kilayim are applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael, but not Chadash. Rabbi Yezer is saying, Afa Chadash, that also Chadash is applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael, because the word Moshev means, Bechol Makam Sha'atem Yashvim. So we've proven, the explained the Machlokas in the Mishnah on the first option we quoted above to appreciate Rabbi Eliezer's opinion in the Mishnah. Now, the Gemara wants to know, Michti. What is Rishma referring to? Is the Nisachim, excuse me, the Nisachim, the libations. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. What's your Raya, Rabbi Yishmael, in the Brayso? Let's go on to this. This is really the third point, a new point here. We're going to analyze the Machlaikis. Your point is, is that you see from Nisachim that since the Halacha is, it's only after the 14 years of Yerusha and Yeshiva that um, the Halacha would be, the way you're understanding it, the Mitzvah of Nesachim kicks in. So you see, wherever it says the word Moshev, it means after Yerusha and Yeshiva. But the problem is, you can't bring a raya from there. Because Beben Echassim, regarding libations, turning to Lamed Zayin with Beis, Bia u Moshev Ksivbehu. Actually, the Psukim say another Lashon, which is Bia, meaning it says when you enter the land and you settle the land. So maybe it's only where it says both languages that it's after 14. But if it says Moshev by itself, maybe it's even in Chutz La'aretz. How can you deduce from this that where it says Moshev by itself, it's even it's, it's only after 14 years and not in Chutz La'aretz? My answer is, that's what Rabbi Shmuel really means to say. Really, Rabbi Shmuel was saying where it uses both languages in context of a mitzvah, it's after 14. But if it says Maisha by itself, maybe that would be applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael as well. So the Gemara says, if that's true, that Rabbi Akiva's question, the Brisa, which was, I by Shabbos, he uses the word Maishavis, but Amr Leon, Rabbi Yishmael said back, 
Shabbos Kal he Shabbos is applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael based on a Kal Why is he responding with a Kal V'chaymer? you should have said back to Rabbi Akiva, Ana I didn't say where it just says Moishav, it's only applicable after Yerush and Yeshiva and not outside of Eretz Yisrael. You need both languages and Shabbos doesn't say the word Bia. So the Gemara answer is Chadavayid Ka'amarle. Really Rabbi Yishmael meant to say both responses to Rabbi Akiva. Chada, <laughs> first of all, Ka'amina. I meant to say that where the Pasuk says both words, Bia and Maishav, it's only after the 14 and not in Chutzlaretz. Whereas by Shabbos, it only says the word Maishav and not Bia. So that's not a Kasha. But on top of that, to Ka'amrit Are Shabbos, regarding your question that you said Shabbos, that he uses the word he also there's a that's why Shabbos is applicable in Chutz Arts as well okay so now the Gemara wants to know what is the basis of this debate it means really position is very logical is that if he uses the word and it means after 14 years of Yerush and Yeshiva that's when you settle the land so why is Rabbi Akiva arguing and saying no regarding the Nesachim the Chiyav is actually Bechol Makim and therefore it's even on the individual upon entering Eretz Yisrael unlike Rabbi Yishmael who learns it's only after 14 years of Yerush and Yeshiva when the Mishkan was moved to Shiloh so the Gemara answers it's based on a second debate which is if they brought individuals who brought uh, korbanos in the desert, in the, in the Midbar, on the public altar, on the Mizbeach. Did they bring Nisachim along with their korbanos? That's the Shaila. Rabbi Yishmael Savar, like Kirvu Nisachim Midbar, Rabbi Yishmael held that when individuals brought korbanos in the, in the desert, again, they, they were, you weren't allowed to bring on a private altar, but when they brought on the public, in the Mizbeach, they did not bring Nisachim, they didn't have um, Nisachim along with their private korbanos. Rabbi Akiva Savar, Rabbi Akiva argues and says, Kirvan Nesachim Bamidbar, that individuals who brought Karbanos in the desert did bring Nesachim along with them on the public, on the Mizbeach. Now, what emerges as follows, as Rashi points out, even though by the Miluim they brought Nesachim, that's because it was a public offering. But individual offerings weren't accompanied, according to Rabbi Shmuel, by Nesachim. So therefore, what emerges is as follows. Since, according to Rabbi Shmuel, individuals didn't bring uh, Nesachim in the Midbar, so the way we'll interpret the Pasuk then that requires Nesachim after, when it says Moshev means even for individuals, says Rabbi Yishmael, after the 14 years when they would bring again, when they were able to bring on the public uh, Mizbeach, so then they would bring Nesachim along with their Karbanos on the public Mizbeach. As opposed to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says all along the, the Karbanos they were bringing uh, included Nesachim that were brought on, private, uh, on the public Mizbeachos. So therefore, what the Pasuk is telling us, that now that you have a heter bamos, means now you could bring on private mizbechos for those 14 years, Rabbi Akiva is saying, that's what the Pasuk is including. The fact that now that you're allowed to bring on private mizbechos, you, could al- you also bring uh, nisachim along with it, because that's the implication of the Pasuk of Moshev, not Lachar Yerusha Yeshiva. So what emerges is ultimately... We have really two machloksim between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yishmael. First, when individuals brought karbanos in the midbar on the mizbeach, according to Rabbi Yishmael, they didn't bring nesachim along with it. Only public offerings required that. According to Rabbi Kiva, they did. Now, based on that, when the pasuk says Moshev, after you settle the land, what is it referring to? So, according to Rabbi Yishmael, it's saying after 14 years, that's only when we'll start talking about karbanos being brought on the mizbeach, not bamos. 
being associated with Nisachim, even for private ones brought on the public altar, would also require Nisachim, but only after 14 years of Yerush and Yeshiva. According to Rabbi Akiva, however, since it's Bechol Makam Sha'atem Yoishvim B'mashma, that's the implication of the Pasuk, so the individual Mizbechos that were permitted, means the Bamais Kitanis that were permitted upon entering Eretz Yisrael during those 14 years, private Karbanos also now required the Nisachim brought along with them. Good. Amr Abayis, and Abayis comes along and he says, Hi, Tanat this shita that we quoted above of Tanat that requires both words Bia and Moishav to be after 14 years, Mapik Me'idach Tanat it argues, actually challenges another Tanat We're going to see a second version that doesn't require both words for it to be associated with after 14 years. The Tanat because we have a second version of Rabbi Yishmael's teaching, because since the Torah says in many mitzvahs, when you enter the land, when you come into the land, and by the mitzvah of appointing a king, it says Bia, but it also uses the word Moishav, which is after Yerusha and Yeshiva, as Rashi says, is V'yirishta, V'yishavtaba, so there it specifically says, after you settle, after the 14 years, Afkola achar Yerusha V'yeshiva. So this Tanad Verbi Yishmael says, whenever you can deduce from a binyanav, wherever it uses the word Bia by itself, it'll be compared to that case of the king, which is after Yerusha and Yeshiva. Now this clearly disagrees with the first version, which holds, no, you need both languages in order to be only after Yerusha and Yeshiva, as is evidenced by the Nesachim. The second version says we deduce from the kings to elsewhere that even where it just says the word Bia, it also is only going to be after Yerusha and Yeshiva. So now we'll explain what the debate is. The Idach, according to the first version, he says that's not true, because Mishim Melech the, the Pasuk that teaches the mitzvah of Melech, as well as the mitzvah of Bikurim, the first fruits, it's two, two psukim that write the same principle. It means by both of them it writes Bia and Maishav. And therefore you can't apply the halacha there to elsewhere where it says just Bia Stam. Since it limits it to those two locations, you can't apply it elsewhere. And rather the source will be from the Sachim that in order for it to be only after 14 years, it'll only be based on the Sachim that it's where it says both Lashonis, not where it just says the word Bia. The second version responds to that. No, you could still learn from Melech because both sources were necessary to be written. Had the Torah said Melech is only appointed, mitzvah Melech is only after the 14 years and not Bikurim, I would have said Bikurim the Kamishani Laalter. Since Bikurim is a benefit that you have immediately, so maybe Laalter, you should immediately be Chayav and Bikurim. Therefore, at Tarepa Bikurim, it's only after Yerusha and Yeshiva. Because of Bikurim, like of Melech. And if it wouldn't have written Melech, I would have said Melech the Dark Laalter. Since a king is his way to do battle, to conquer, and they need that because they're conquering Eretz Yisrael, so maybe they have to appoint him immediately. Therefore, it needed to write both, but it doesn't preclude your ability to deduce from there that where it only says Bia, as the second version is saying, that it also is only after Yerusha and Yeshiva. V'idach, that first version, Rabbi Yishmael responds to that, I disagree with your Sfara. Because the second step that you just said, <coughs> Meaning, why it can't write Melech and leave out Bikurim is illogical because it could have just written Melech and leave out Bikurim. I mean, I would have said, if a king, which is very important for conquering the land that's happening now, and yet it's only applicable after Yerusha and Yeshiva, so Bikurim, like Kolshik, and certainly Bikurim 
would only be applicable after Yerusha and Yeshiva. So therefore your Svara to say that it had to write both is not true, thus it's limited, and you can't deduce from there that where it just says Bia, it's only after Yerusha and Yeshiva. But the second version responds with another Svara. If had only written Melech, I would have compared it, I'd say Bikurim is akin to Chala, Right, they're both uh, gifts that are brought Tashen to the Kohanim. And I'd say, as Rashi explains over here, since Chala is something everybody agrees, it's immediately Chayev. So I would have thought also Bikurim is Chayev immediately. Kavash Malan, therefore I needed to write Bikurim. And since it needs to write both of them, you could still deduce from Melech or Bikurim to other places that it uses the word Bia so as to imply that it's even after Yerusha and Yeshiva in those locations. So we thus have found there's two versions of what Tanah Dvei Rabbi Yishmael actually held. When do we apply this principle of Achar Yerusha and Yeshiva? So now the Gemara tells us, fine, let's go back to the Mishnah for the fourth section of the day. The Mishnah tells us, Mitzvahs that are Chayvah Saguf are applicable also in Chutz Arts. And we deduce this above from a Pasuk, Parshas Re'ei, now the Gemara wants to know, but if mitzvahs that are mitzvahs haguf, obligations of the body and on the land, are applicable even in chutz la'aretz, so we're going to go through a series of words that the Torah didn't seem to need to write based on that original understanding. So Moishav the custom Rachmana Gavi Shabbos Lomeli. Why does the Torah need to write Moishav if it's not only in the settlement of Eretz Yisroel? So then why does it have to write the word Moishav to teach me? Anyways, we know that it's Bechol Malkom Shatam Yashvim. So why does it have to say it here? So the Gemara answers it's Derech, because it is necessary. Since Shabbos is written in the context of Yamim Tovim. So Tiboy Kiddush Kimoyadis, you might think that just as Yamim Tovim are only considered sanctified when Bezdin sanctifies the month, so maybe for Shabbos to be effective, it also has to be sanctified by the courts. So Kamash Malan, therefore the word Moishev teaches so as to say, it's going to be sanctified regardless, even if there's no court around, it will be sanctified in Chutz Aretz as well. You don't need Kiddush Bezdin, it's sanctified naturally by itself. Asks the Gemara, Moshe of the Kasim Rachmana Gabechala Vedam Lamali. Why does it have to say Moshe Bechala and Dam? Again, those are Chavis Haguf. Of course, they're applicable. B'chol Makam Shatam Yashvin. So the Gemara answers this: Derech Salka Da Dachamina Hoyel Binyan De Karbanos Ksivi. Since these prohibitions are written in the context of Karbanos, so you'd say Bismandi Ika Karban Nitzarchele Vedam. If there is Karbanos associated with it, means when there's a Besamikdash and Karbanos, maybe there's an Isser of Chele Vedam. But Bismandi Leika Karban Loi. When there's no Karbanos, maybe there's no prohibition of Chele Vedam. Therefore, the Torah tells us, Moshe, Bechol Makom, Sha'atam Yashvim, even Chutzlaret says a prohibition of forbidden fats and blood. Number three, Moshe, the Kasav Rachmana, Gabi Matzah, Umar, Lamali. Why does it have to say by Matzah and Mar the word Moshe? Again, that's Chavas Aguf. Of course, it's applicable outside of Eretz Yisrael. It's directly. Where it says, again, it's necessary. Since the Pasuk says, that the Korban Pesach is, in is eaten in association with Matzah and Maror. So you might say, Bizman Ika Pesach, in if there is a carbon pesach, then there's a mitzvah of matzah and mar. Otherwise, there isn't. So maybe you'd say there's no mitzvah of matzah and mar because there's no carbon pesach to be eaten. Now a similar question. Why does it have to say upon entering the land by tefillin and peter chamor? Those are certainly mitzvahs that are applicable in chutz la'aretz as well. So why does it say when you enter the land? And for the Gemara, that in order to conquer Eretz Yisrael, Kadosh Baruch was saying, fulfill the mitzvahs of 
tefillin and Peter Hamor, because in doing them, then you'll be able to have the schus to conquer Eretz Yisrael. But it's not to say it's only in Eretz Yisrael, it's just saying that's the schus you'll have to conquer Eretz Yisrael. We're stopping here. Four lines from the bottom of Lamed Zion would be, as I shall pick up tomorrow with Daf Lamed Ches, continuing this discussion. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.